0: The G-Men community exists to allow men to connect through group coaching, training calls, online workshops, and location-based retreats. Join the movement at gmenworldwide.com. The G-Men podcast brings you inside our community and lets you listen in on the conversations that empower men to win in life and business. Hey, what's going on? Why are you all so quiet? I was listening. I was taking notes. I was adding stuff to the chat to, to give you guys access to the information that I have on my desk. I dropped the YouTube in there for those who are on YouTube, the G-Men podcast, of course, Apple, because that's our largest listenership. Yes, there is Android. Just search in your Android store for the podcast. Tentative dates. I heard Tony Rossi mentioned the G-Men retreat and what game we not going to play. And those tentative dates for an in-person G-Men retreat is July 16th through 18th in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So we still have... Planning to do for that, if you would like to be on the planning committee, please let us know, Uh, we want to plan a very experiential. um, Two days in the A. don't believe in sitting around and talking, I believe in getting active getting outside moving seeing the city or doing activities so we're trying to figure out what's the best blend of ideas so make sure. um, That if you can be there, you start setting that money aside we don't want it to break your budget. We want you to be able to attend, gain what you need to gain and get back um, with the information you need to level up. And that sometimes we overextend ourselves. And instead of being able to use the information to level up, habit acceleration, as we talked about last, on last week's, week's call, we kind of slow down because now we got to you know pay off all the Christmas bills because we put everything on the credit card and we didn't have the money. So we want to be a lot wiser with our stewardship, the things that we're over. I dropped the Facebook group in the chat as well if you are in that space. Um, we're challenging all members, if you are on Facebook, to post in there at least once a month, no more than that. We have plenty of members. for Everybody pl- posts once a month to generate some conversation, some traction, some activity. It helps men to know what we are doing in the G. All right, right as we open things up, we want you to answer this question if you can for your own life and your own business. So in personal, in your personal, personal development or professional development, where can you innovate in your personal development or in your professional development? Where can you innovate? All right, let's start with you, Trav, if you can. In your personal development or your and or your professional development, where can you innovate?
1: Can you circle back to me on that one? That's a good one. All
0: right, right, will do. Uh, G Money, Guardy Saturn. in your personal development or your professional development, where can you innovate? Um, I think I can innovate by changing my reading material.
1: Um, I think sometimes we get caught up like just like reading or like always reading like self-help books, which is, which is good. And reading helps stimulate the mind, but also like reading in areas that you're weak in. And I could um, just change up, you know, change up what you're reading, change up your material and kind of stretch your mindset to something different.
0: That was strong, innovating and in reading content. Powerful, Guardy. All right. Let's hear from Mr. Kawan Glover in your personal development or your professional development where can you innovate mr glover i think right now the most important place for
2: me to innovate in it's just uh sleep hygiene in that when i don't get the proper amount of rest i find things that i prioritize um become my performance in those things becomes becomes less than optimal So if I create and cultivate a morning and nightly routine, that will greatly impact my performance, both personally and professionally. So sleep hygiene is
0: really what I need to innovate on. Powerful stuff, Mr. Glover. And that was clear as well. Well, Let's hear from you, uh, Mr. Rossi, in your personal development or your professional development, where can you innovate? I think for me,
1: it's incorporating more business coaching calls that I have access to in my professional development. I listen to a lot of personal development, but there are programs that I'm paying for that have a bunch of recorded uh, group calls that I haven't consumed yet. And I think by incorporating that, in fact, I know just a couple of weeks ago by starting to, it already started to spark the juices again. So making that a consistent thing is uh, where I need to focus.
0: There it is, very clear. Next up is Mr. Eric Jones Jr. In your personal development or your professional development. Where can you innovate?
1: Uh, For both, it would be my health. Um, Just by drinking more water, actually exercising, having a routine of exercise like each day and um, eating better, like actually uh, going to the grocery store and putting food in the refrigerator rather than eating out every day. And getting the proper rest. If I get my health together, I have more energy to do stuff in both areas because that's kind of been like I kind of been tired, which I haven't, I wouldn't say an excuse, but a reason to be tired. But if I get those areas, then I'll be able to get to sleep and then even have energy if I have less sleep in those areas.
0: That's strong, E. Make the adjustment. Well, Well thought out, very actionable and something that you can definitely measure and be held accountable on. So make sure you leverage the network to be held accountable and knock it out. Mr. CyberFit More. Trav, go for it.
1: So I think for me, it's definitely circling back to um, the health tip as far as um, going back to the gym, getting consistent, uh, switching up from the calisthenics. And uh, I stock up now Lysol wipes and I have a little portable um, purifier, um, air purifier that I could take with me as well. So um, t- honing in on that, um, as well as getting, um, continuing the final financial habits that I'm establishing.
0: There it is. There it is. Love that. Love that. Guys, we are talking innovation. So in your personal development or your professional development, where can you innovate? Let's hear from Mr. Coleman, then from Mr. Bess. Go for it,
2: Devin. B, if you mind, can I deviate from a tad bit? A tad. Go for it. All right. It's heavy. I'm, so I'm going to just go there. First of all, the G important. We don't do manhood alone. And this week was challenging. But I was able to reach out to a couple brothers in the G. Some of the stuff you you sent me encouraged me. Because when we building, it's like when we practicing, we getting ready for storms that we don't see. I had to be there for a friend of mine because a friend of his called him and committed suicide while he was on the phone. Yeah, yeah, because he was doing manhood alone, and um, and during that this week, you know, last month we was talking about how important men are in the family, and we in society where. Being a man, especially a black man, intimidates some people. And there was an incident at my daughter's school where I had to call the police because a woman jumped out of her car screaming that she was afraid of me with her taser and everything. And all I was doing was dropping my daughter off. And um, I was able to resolve the issue because the principal was able to vouch for me, right? But I had to stand flat-footed and being a man and knowing who I am. And I had to do it in a way why I didn't present myself to be a threat to others. And I think that's where the training is important because a lot of times we get judged based on how we look and people look at us through the lens of their life, right? And when we're talking about leadership and building and even innovation, I think we have to be cognizant of that. So even in resolving that issue, one of my asset solutions was that we have community talks about <clears throat> what it looks like because we're building a generation of men that's gonna be more active in our families, in our schools, in our workplaces, right? And we don't need people to be intimidated. And even if they are, we can't shy away from it. We can't dim our light because somebody not used to us shy.
0: As is our practice, we gonna let that breathe. We're let that breathe. You're just going. <sighs> Ms. Coleman, I salute you. Thank you for not only sharing that, but living in such a way that you move as an inspiration to those who get to see it up close and those who benefited from it because they know who you are. Guys, we're going to let that breathe. We're going to let that breathe. Why? Devin said manhood is important. If you haven't heard this, In the last seven days, you are loved and you're needed and you are necessary. Not enough men hear that. Here's something you need to hear as men. While your best might not be enough in every situation, that's all you can give is your best. So it makes it enough in every situation. Your best, your best idea, your best process, your best framework, your best approach to a situation, your best. I heard Mr. Coleman say something, and I'm struggling with it. He said, I had to not be a threat. You know how hard that is? To not be a threat to someone who's taught to be afraid? Someone who's taught. Based on how you walk, how you dress, the way your hair is where you live to be afraid of you. As he was sharing flashback to a moment in the elevator I had in a high rise community that my wife and I lived in. And I lived there y'all. And I guess somebody was airbnb in cause you know, it's a very nice building. And I'm on the elevator because I'm coming up from the garage. Like I said, I live there. And they get on in the lobby. And they see me on the elevator. You immediately see them jump. And I guess they had to wait so long for that elevator to show up. Because of course, if you live there, you got the special boy, you get immediate access. And they were like, well, I I don't want to wait for the next elevator. And she took her mace out her purse. I said, young lady, if you mace me, Not only will we sue you, your family will be poor for generations. Because every time we win a case, and we will win, we're going to take all that money and reinvest it in making sure everybody in your bloodline poor. Because I do not want to feel what Mace feel like. Because you're afraid. If you're that afraid, just take the next elevator. It ain't deep. Why assault me? Because you are who you are. Why not just give me enough space to be me while you still get to be you? Why box me in? And without knowing that, unfortunately, and I use this word very deliberately, we allow people to box us into their fears because we won't help them address their need for therapy, training, and increased communication. So if whoever is at Devon school sees him as a threat, maybe her and her daughter and her son need to go to other schools, since the community school not working for her. Why threaten that man, his life, his livelihood? Think about all the ways that could have went wrong. And so we have to help people have these community conversations and own their bias, both conscious and unconscious. Because everything we say we want to see change in the world starts with us creating space for people to not only ask questions, but have crucial conversations, to have crucial conversations. So, Mr. Coleman, we salute you. Thank you for sharing that. Man, my heart's heavy just hearing that. But I'm I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here without incident as well, without incident as well. And, guys, anytime you need to share, anytime you need to vent, feel free to do so. That's why we do what we do. The content can always wait. You're more important. Yeah, we want to train. Yeah, we want to grow. But you're, you're more important. You're more important. One of my nieces, uh, she was playing. And she was sitting at the bar. And she fell back. And she hit the ground hard, y'all. Like hard. Like it's one of those like tall bars. And she fell. She three. Chair fell back and she hit hard. And I'm concerned about her. And she concerned about my floor because it did leave a ding in the floor. And I'm like, you're more important than the floor. And she apologized and everything. I'm like, you're still more important than the floor. I can replace the floor, I can't replace you. And too many times in our lives, we haven't heard that we're more important than the stuff. We're more important than the grades. We're more important than the career. We're more important than they only want us if we come with the package deal the muscles, the car, the clothes, the career, the money. And as men, we need to get back to knowing our value and how valuable we really are. How valuable we really are. So every man listening, you are valuable and you are valued. It's your job to make sure everyone you encounter understands that. They're allowed to make a mistake one time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) One time. And after that, you correct them to the best of your ability so that they never make that mistake two times. We're human, we will make mistakes. So they get one time, but time number two, mm -mm. you call a timeout and you teach them what it should sound like, you teach them to play. When you see me, this is how you approach me. When you see me, this is how you talk to me because I I can predict what's gonna happen Mr. Coleman because she got super bound. She gonna wanna be all nice to you now. You might get cupcakes tomorrow. And you like, time out. I don't want your cupcakes. I would rather you come with a certificate that you went and got bias training, that you went and got diversity training. That would be more meaningful than cupcakes. I don't want a Starbucks gift card. I could buy my own Starbucks. Because that's what too many people do. They try to resolve themselves of guilt. That's theirs to carry. not yours to carry. Carry it. But make sure you teach others that things can spin off the rails if they don't do their hard work and guys we must do our hard work all right guys we're gonna kick things off and like like i said we were talking a bit about innovation because i want you to always be thinking about how best to innovate in your life your personal development and your professional development if you have a business how are you innovating you know if you're a part of a company As an employee, how are you innovating? Are you doing something that somebody can copy and do better than you? Was Zoom the first person to make video calls? Not even close to being first, but look at their stock price. Look at their valuation. Look how many multimillionaires and billionaires that company netted. Why? Because they innovated. They did things just enough differently that they were able to be ahead of this new wave and truly benefit from a time where people had to use video calls to connect. I'm gonna drop a quote in the chat and I want you guys to read it if you can and think about it, I'll read out loud here. Minds are like parachutes, they they work best when open. They work best when, I don't know if you've had a parachute fail because you were jumping out of airplanes. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to fall hundreds of feet in milliseconds. And thank God we were in Korea. So we were jumping over a rice paddy and they flood their rice paddy. So I fell in water and mud. Had we been in America, I wouldn't know none of y'all. So I know what it's like to have a parachute, not do what parachutes are supposed to do, open. But I also know what it's like to have a closed mind. So the things I should be more open to is also not working because I'm not even given space to hear new ideas. And we want to challenge that mindset. So I'm gonna take you guys through some presentations today and I'll do it really quickly because I wanna have a discussion because I want you to be thinking about where you need to be more open to what? Innovation, where can you upgrade? Where can you scale? Where can you uh, outsource some processes so you can focus on some main things? So I'll share my screen. And what I'll do is I'll take you through host disabled participant screen sharing. All right, so I'm going to have to do a quick login as Coach Kendall Boy so I can have that access. Oh. Yeah, that might take me a while. So what I need from y'all so I do that seamlessly, I'm going to have to hear from Mr. Clifton Barnes. I want to update Mr. Barnes. I want to hear from Coy as well, and just talk about a space where you guys can in, innovate both personally or professionally. Start with it, Coy, and then circle back to Clifton. Cool. Happy to, uh, you know, happy to jump in. So uh, I I I feel like
1: this topic is is fantastic because uh, I was just actually chatting with Bernard about an area that I've been working in for quite some time, and have finally now transmuted the energy to number one, innovate from a mindset perspective. I had a cap on myself, uh, especially in the diversity space. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like everybody who is um, not as close to the problem are also not as close to the solution. And because of that, They aren't as versed as they could be. This is my very delicate way of saying that there are some individuals who ain't that good at speaking about diversity because they only know it from one side. But all of the individuals who are of color and speak about diversity, typically make everyone who is not of color feel bad immediately. I'm not telling you that their feelings are your fault or your issue. Everybody's feelings is their own feelings and that's on them to deal with it. But what I will say is, if I am at fat camp and all you come in and talk about are fruits and vegetables, you lost me off the rip. But if you come in and you start talking about how you used to eat Twinkies and how you 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 remembered when that when that little Debbie cupcake came out and it had the cream on the inside. Well, hold on a second. Maybe we can buy it for a little bit. And then you can begin to tell me about your journey, about how you started to understand that as you would take out the cupcakes and as you would take out the Twinkies, your, your skin started to look a bit better. That, You started to feel a bit better about yourself. You you started to work out a little bit. Now you started to see some changes and you said, oh, hold on a second. I realized that the more that I eat all the cakes and the cookies and and, and, and the McDonald's and, and all this other stuff, I don't really work out the way that I used to. I don't think the way that I did. I don't feel the way that I did. So let me make these changes and adjustments. Now, all of a sudden, I'm connected because I see that you came from where I came from. But I kept fighting myself with this cap on, restricting myself, thinking that I'm just gonna be another black face, another black voice that individuals are gonna say, he's gonna come in and he's gonna make us feel bad. So I said, you know what, I don't wanna do it. So I was chatting with Bernard and I told him about how I finally transmuted the energy If you all remember last year, and no lie, I held on to this for a little bit. Last year, I literally helped our company develop the role for VP of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. It was just going to be VP of Diversity and Inclusion. And I said, well, how is there ever going to be true inclusion if there is no equity for marginalized individuals? You're not going to be able to include me. And if you're unable to include me, then we can't continuously attract diverse talent. So we gotta talk about the equity here. Thank you, Devin, thank you. I held on to that for quite some time. Um, I got to the third round, all that other stuff. And I, I, I was holding on to it and I finally transmuted that energy into accelerated diversity. So I had a conversation with Bernard about this. He and I, we were chatting and I was like, listen, The way that I'm going to approach this is going to be radically different. I don't want to come in and make individuals feel bad. As I've now seen what our new VP of DEI is doing and how individuals at the company are clapping and oh my God, this is amazing. And all these people are talking about is allyship and being able to be kind to one another. And it's being led by a a white woman I sit and I say, hold on a second. If that's all we're going to talk about and individuals are like, I learned so much. Oh my God, this is blowing my mind. I say, cool, not a problem. I'm going to hit you with all of that. In fact, I'm going to hit you with the three core pieces that you have to have in your DEI strategy for it to actually work. And most of this stuff, For me, it's basic. For them, they're like, oh my God, leadership leadership development. Why would we need that? Here's why. Because it starts from the top and it comes down. Change management. Why would we need that? Here's why. Because change is constant and most people don't know how to deal with it. Conscious recalibration. What is that? Why would we need that? Because we are going to have to consciously recalibrate ourselves because we've got some old programming. Bernard spoke about an individual now wanting to put someone else's life in jeopardy because they're scared, but they weren't born scared. They were taught to be scared. They were taught about their bias. They were taught about racism. They were taught about those things, just like they were taught about their privileges. This thing swings both ways. So as he and I were chatting, I was running so many, you know, things up. It was like, oh, how about this? What about that? And finally, it came right back down to the core of unconscious bias. Why that's so important. Because if you can't see why your company is not diverse, if you can't see why your company is not inclusive, if you can't see why equity is needed for marginally underutilized and marginal communities, then how could we ever truly have a conversation about change? The acknowledgement is the first step. And from an innovation perspective, that was what I needed. And I normally don't bounce business ideas up against other people. It's always been oh, let me hold on to this because someone's gonna take it. Someone's gonna steal it, right? But now here I am sharing with all of you because I know and I understand that it's not about the cup. It's about the juice. And I know that the cup can come in so many different forms and different flavors and different colors. But if, if it ain't got the juice, Individuals aren't going to hold on to that cup for long. If that cup can't hold the juice, what are we holding on to? And I know where my juice comes from. My juice comes from the unlimited supply and the well that will never run dry and the well that you can go to time and time and time again, the well that you can drink out of and, and never be thirsty again. So, because I know where my juice comes from, I have to remove the restrictions. The last thing I did by removing a restriction was going to look at some 1.5 to 2.2 million dollar homes this weekend. Because in my mind, I felt like I could never, so why even go, look? I came in here with the three series money, so why even look at the seven? Oh, the seven is going to piss me off, right? Why even look at, but your feet will never go where your mind has never been. And if you don't allow yourself into those spaces, you never give your, you never give him the opportunity to show you how. Because the how has never been up to us. That's not our job.
0: You have been listening to the G-Men Podcast. Like, review, and share this episode if something you heard challenged you to grow and positioned you to lead.